Hello and welcome to the Overload Podcast, where we talk about the latest game releases and news while discussing our own half-baked video game takes. My name is Harry Mitchell, I'm joined by Daniel Partis. Hello, Harry. And Jordan Midler. Hello, Harry. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. I just thought I'd, thought I'd have you on as a little, little bit. I'm instantly regretting it now. I've earned my spot. This is, of course, the first episode of the Overload Podcast, and we are launching this week. We didn't exist last week. We have a name. We're public, which is weird. How are you guys feeling? I like the implication that prior to Monday, nothing was there, and we just (laughs) slapped it together like an hour before we launched. But yes, it's finally nice to be able to say the name and for things to be getting made that will go up soon and not like, okay, we just figured this Elijah review away for a month from now. (laughs) So it's been pretty cool. Well, when I interviewed it's- Mike Bethel, hashtag plug. Um, hashtag plug. I told him about it at the end, and I was like, oh, like, I can't even say the name. And he's like, do you not have a name? I was like, no, no, we have a name. We have a name. We're that far ahead. Um, I had to convince him that we had thought of one, mm. but I just couldn't say it. Is that your close personal friend, Mike Bethel? My close personal friend, Mike Bethel. <laughs> Interview on the site, overload.co.uk. Exactly, exactly. You couldn't exactly. get like five minutes into the first episode. It was relevant. Okay. It was five, re- med- five minutes into the first episode before doing what, Danny? Nothing. Before <laughs> before plugging the Mike Bethel interview on overload.co.uk. It's weird to hear it out loud. Like we've been saying it yeah. to each other for months, but people are like texting me the word overload and I have a little panic attack. Like, are they supposed to say that? If if I leaked and then I remember that it came out like at the start of the week. Well they spelt mm. it wrong the decades. Yes, multiple PRs have spelt it wrong to me as well. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, this will be this will be our legacy. Taking it with oh, well. the Oxford Dictionary, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have we all been playing this week or last week? Have playing? Have anyone had time for video games this week? I feel like we've been in a, a, a haze of launch and PR. Um, this has been the first week in some time that I've not found some way to fit some FIFA in, which has been tremendously disappointing, especially after starting my overload-approved burner account. Um, <laughs> but I played a bit of. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Great, Pretty sure that's the name. I it was literally at the point where I was putting in the the metadata for the video. There's a video on uh, Overload's uh, YouTube channel now of us playing the first twenty minutes or so of it, and I couldn't remember the name again. Mm. It's just so it's kind of yeah, ghouls and ghouls and ghosts and goblins. They're the ghouls and ghosts reloaded. Dub edition remix. Um, it's appropriate for a game that makes so little impact on me personally that I couldn't remember the name of it. It's it's fine, but I have very little interest in playing any more of it, more than what you guys saw. It's hard as nails. Um, it looks okay. I, I don't know if I like the animation style or, or not. You said you quite liked it, Harry. It is, it is weird. It's different. You know, it's like it's combining the kind of the, the old style and this kind of new, weirdly smooth animation. So it has this very strange, clashy effect. But you know what? I like weird looking stuff. Yeah. Danny, do you want to um, stick your anecdote in being the last time we ever speak about this game? Because it's not as if it's going to come up in Game of the Year stuff. So It's it's not really an anecdote more than I like another game that the developer made 20 years ago. Because the original developer of Ghosts and, Ghosts and Goblins? Ghosts and um, Goblins Resurrection. Ghosts and Goblins um, made <laughs> Tomba for the PlayStation 1. And I really like that game. And that's the only slight relation I have emotionally to it that's the last mention of ps1 game this podcast and banning it and capping it yep uh <laughs> moving on uh, your, um, your daily driver is fifa my daily driver is usually dead by daylight now but mm-hmm. occasionally microsoft store and xbox store is so broken that it breaks and doesn't let me play it like once a month usually nice. i feel like as a, almost like a gambling cap you know like it, ha- it, ha- it tries to <laughs> stop me 
Um, Have you spent money on that? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was an Xbox Game Pass thing, so I got the game for free. But you buy like all the different add-on killers with like you know three pound, four pound, um, and yeah, it's like I I, I love murdering people. Mm. It's a great hobby of mine. And other than that, I've been we've been just been covering stuff for the site. Really, it's been hard to find time to play fun games in general. Yeah, I will dispel um, a rumor that I've heard going around on the internet that I play video games and i just kind of want to adjust that rumor and say that i absolutely do not play video games i have never played a video game so what do you spend your time doing when you're not just tweeting the sims 4 sometimes honestly you must must confirm i know that you're you're just doing a little banter but um (laughs) the past week i have just like been soothing my brain with the sims 4 because it's a great management game to soothe my uh neurons and i've also been playing borderlands 2 um, banger if I, Great game. <laughs> the games i've played this week are borderlands 2 <laughs> uh co-op with a friend and thomas was alone two 2012 video games which <laughs> tells you all you need to know uh, about the things that i do with my spare time one of jjm trivia i've actually completed borderlands 2 eight times on four separate platforms because i, I am love not that far game behind so you. much it is I... just is weirdly borderlands 3 should be better than it because it basically does everything it does but more but borderlands 2 they're just something like does something for your brain you know you know that kind of danny tried to get me into borderlands 2 and i had to leave because i hate it so much you love that kind of humor that south park humor (laughs) that great (laughs) south park humor which is going to be this entire podcast we love south park here Mm. How how did you find Thomas was alone, Danny? Don't completely spoil your thoughts because obviously review on overload.co.uk. But thoughts, block you know game. What? It honestly, it's not my type of game. Um, mm. because I like Thomas in Thomas Was Alone, play through puzzle games like I'm also experiencing my very first thought. Um, <laughs> I'm just so so stupid. Um, there's nothing relaxing about puzzle games for me. Um, but I enjoyed it, and you know there was this overarching nice story going on, um, very clever storytelling. So I was kind of compelled to to get through it, even though the, the puzzles did just like mash with my brain a little bit. And also because it's such an old game, I could just like open YouTube and type like level three, act seven, help <laughs> um, to get through it instead well, of getting real frustrated. So well, Jordan kind of had that with Dark Souls, like the remake. You, you said oh, you, yeah. you, you looked Demon like Souls on PS5. Yeah. yeah. When when that came out and I, I was reviewing it, there was like a few moments where I, I was like stuck or whatever, and I was literally using walkthroughs from like 2009 on IGN from the original Demon Souls, and it was so it was so like <laughs> fateful a remake that it just worked like the same kind of broken areas to beat bosses still worked. It's it's weird when like obviously you mention. I think it's Harry. I think it's you mentioned in in the interview how well Mike mentions that it's a game that doesn't really age because it can be released on any platform and still just kind of have the exact same experience. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, something like Demon Souls had to get this like hundred billion dollar remaster. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I, I think I will finally play Thomas Was Alone. Um, You've Mike never f- played it. No, the only uh, the Bethel games I've played are Volume, Subsurface, Circular. John Wick, and I've not played Solitaire, but I have it, so God, it no, I've, it I've not so played the Greg Miller one, it's surprising. Felt so refreshing to turn to somebody else and go, you've never played Thomas Was Alone, instead of hearing it. That, well, that felt the, good. 
the re- yeah the reason I said that to you all the time is because you were such a big fan of his work, and I was like, play the flagship game. It was like, I, I don't know, it was bizarre. Um, um, talking I've of also... PS5s, okay. I was say, Go uh, on. anyone got one? Uh, I've, I've got one. <laughs> you, you do have one. I've had Jordan. one since the middle of October. <laughs> yeah, you've never mentioned it before, but <laughs> PS5 stock is still an absolute chaos. There was one at game by like five minutes, they had pre-orders, one on like, eBuyer. Like I've, I follow this, this for some reason I bully myself by following like those Twitter accounts that give yeah. you updates for the drop, even though I'm not going to buy one. Like the stock like, informer stuff? Yeah, like I don't have a 4K setup, but until I do, like for an actual like living room playing games, I don't want a PS5. I also don't like any of the games that are out except maybe Demon Souls, and even then it's like meh. So I it's, don't know why I do it to myself. A weird, but... It's a weird situation because um, at launch of the PS5, I had three separate pre-orders that I ended up giving to pals, and it was much easier to get a console before and launch week than it is now. Like four <laughs> months later, like the supply chain. There's a specific part that I'm too stupid to remember the name of that is causing the supply chain issues with graphics cards, Xboxes, and PS5s, and it won't be resolved until like later in the year. Is it so Brexit? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just have a little bit of Brexit in every single uh, sub subcomputer sub <laughs> sub part. Bar- I watched Digital you know Foundry, computers. but it goes in one ear and out the other. Um, I watched Digital Foundry is the, the, the brag for how you understand technology. <laughs> I'm literally working class. I watch Digital Foundry. <laughs> I mean, um, Bre- Boris I, Johnson has them all. We know this. He has it in a room somewhere and he hands one off every two weeks. Yeah. Mm. Like, I can understand... Um, I was about to say, I can understand wait, like not being too bothered about getting one, but the more I use the PS5 and just think about the PS4 and how loud and how slow it was, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly go back. Like, it's, it's such, a, a, such a tidy wee machine. I wish I had stuff to play on the Xbox, but... They're not interested in making games, so... Yeah, what's an Xbox? I don't know what that means. I mean, it's, it's sitting above me, and if it fell, it would kill me instantly, but... Um, do you know that... what you can do on mm-hmm. your Xbox One console? Play Skate 3. Skype? <laughs> you can. You can. <laughs> Skype. I wonder, if, is Skype still part of the... Because Connect doesn't work with the Xbox Series X, so is there still a Skype app, and how, how, does, it, how does it function? You just yell through the controller. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's built in forever into the hardware that somebody shouts Skype and then it turns on even if it's not installed. Imagine trying to play like Warzone and the Skype ringtone comes through the controller. I've had a heart attack. <laughs> I feel um, like I was back in time. When do you two think you'll get one? If you get one, um, I don't gonna... know because I I updated my PC um, mm-hmm. at the back end of last year and I spent quite a lot of money on it um, with the intention of it being my main gaming machine um but i do still want to pick one up but i i, I even in, like if they were available i said i wasn't going to get one in the first year at least um so maybe like early next year if i can get one were you ever an early adopter of like consoles and stuff or do you always kind of wait um this would have been the first time that i've been able to get um a console at launch actually because mm-hmm. i was poor as a child um Oh, here we go. Major dub. <laughs> Where? Um, so yeah, it w- it would have been cool to just like get one at launch, just for the novelty of getting one at launch. But I've also seen like like the last gen, the consoles at launch compared to like when I got one, mm-hmm. were a little bit shite. So sometimes it's kind of nice to wait to see what happens along the line. And also, yeah. like, there's there's not really anything out that I'm gagging to play that I can't play on my PS4. So yeah, I, I suppose. Like, I feel like it's kind of reliant on 
some 4K TVs and stuff to get the good juice out of it. And I feel like that's still not quite hit every household yet, you know? So well, like you don't well have yes TV. and no. Like, there are still there are system-level things that aren't reliant on the 4K TV. Like, the loading speeds alone are absolutely ridiculous, and you don't need a 4K TV to experience that. Like, the, the three-second gap between being on the dashboard and being in Spider-Man is, like, very, that is very impressive. That is true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably get one. And in like a couple of months, I think. Like yeah. not not like end of the year, but like if it's available, I'll I'm pretty good at being able to plug in. Like I had one in my basket. I had the opportunity to buy one from John Lewis. Like I was, I had it ready. I had the checkout ready, and I was like, no. You would have made some <laughs> amount of cash if you just got it and scalped it. That is true. That is I true. wouldn't have judged you. Uh, I'd have just tweeted about it. But nobody's playing next gen games. They're all playing Valheim. Like it's two thousand and eight, and we're yeah. playing Ru- RuneScape. God, I want to go and play Valheim. Can we wrap this up? I'd quite like to go and play Valheim. Valheim just... is nuts right now. Like, I can't believe that it broke the record for most concurrent players in Steam. And I That's feel like wild. it ramped up. Tell me about yeah. Valheim, because I haven't played it yet. And I know you guys played it earlier. So it's essentially like a crafting, survival kind of open world game where you're a, you're a Viking, you wake up in this kind of mysterious plinth surrounded by big kind of tomes and a raven that's speaking to you. And he just teaches you how to punch down trees to make uh, rudimental tools and those tools can make slightly better tools and then you do the old the old minecraft song and dance essentially but it, it it's got a really unique look to it the actual characters and the world are pretty low poly pretty like low detail but mm. the lighting and kind of the screen effects just make it look so nice like i was i was me and harry were playing it for um a video which is now on the YouTube channel and in motion the lighting is like better than some AAA console games and it's just so it's so strange. Yeah, like it, it made me and Jordan like stop in our tracks in a conversation and be like, Whoa, look at that, like look at the pond. Yeah. <laughs> look over the hill. <laughs> like and the it goes low poly and low res and it, we we joked it kinda looks it does look quite runescape like. Um but it, it, it has this interesting character design where everyone looks kinda like puppet like and they look a little bit like, they just look a little bit like, there's actual creative direction in how the characters and enemies look. Definitely. Uh, and the way you kind of wander around and think and random shit they can't, you can't really explain or know what it is, kind of just pop, pop up, does give Minecraft vibes. Like, back in 2011 when no one knew what anything was. Um, Wild. And yeah, so I'm interested to see what happens there. And everyone's been launching it. It's been going absolutely crazy. I really and, want to get to the point where, like, all the streamers and people who are pure into it seem to be where they've got, like, bases and stuff like that, because I'm obviously, I'm nowhere near that yet. I'm right at the start, but it's, like, it's very aspirational seeing all this stuff and be like, Christ, you can do all this? Um, like Minecraft at, this, at launch, it's very obtuse and could do with a lot more, like, hand-holding, which I'm sure they'll get to, but mm-hmm. it is a game you'll sit with YouTube and a guide open at the same time just to make sure you're not like decking about for too long before you actually get to play some of the game but it, it, it's really good fun and it's like strangely peaceful and that has a charm to it like that kind of weird not know what's going on old school vibe to it i guess people seem to be liking right now um in other news there's been a multiplayer announcement for watchdogs legion which is coming out on march 20th i believe and so- i'm not sure what that's going to do for the game in general like i'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's going to create another spike if it's going to be a sale maybe on and people go hey buy Watch Dogs Legion again because I feel like Watch Dogs Legion problems like that game has not having multiplayer is about 1,000th on the I list. Know. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's weird because they had a, there's been a multiplayer option on the menu since like the review period 
and it was always just like, oh, it doesn't work, it'll be coming, like, after launch or whatever. But there's nothing... That game breaks itself so quickly because so many of the missions are, like, infiltrate this area or get to this high roof, and you literally, within the first two hours, get a character that can call drones that you can stand on, so you can essentially fly. Like, Mm -hmm. it breaks it so, so ridiculously quickly that... Towards the end of the game, when it's like, because the whole the whole conceit of that game is you can play as anyone and you use all their special skills. But if it showed you like a timeline of how long you used each person, when I finished the game, it would have been like construction man thirty hours, everyone else five minutes. But, so <laughs> yeah. I just, it seems like a that game didn't seem to hit. It probably got a bump from being around when the new consoles launched, but like it seems like Assassin's Creed did far better than it, and they came out within like a week of each other, which was just strange. Mm, yeah I mean, it does it, it does look really good like i used it for some gameplay footage and i was like man this game looks amazing and from reading about it it seems like it's going for a little bit like the gta heists route it's like you, you've got co-op kind of missions yeah. that you prepare for and gradually get up and once you're ready you've got this big final end game tactical operation with like three or four people um we actually it says teams of three or four which is interesting so like multiple teams are working to yeah, uh, death match each other. It seems in some ways. It's so weird. It's it's. I, I don't really get it because the the comparison to GTA is probably apt. But the thing about GTA is there has never been a better world in gaming, in in which you want to like fuck about with your pals. Like there's an infinite. Like it's a very. It's obviously they they tell this grandiose like serious semi serious story in GTA, and that's like that's incredibly realistic open world. But also it it accommodates being able to like crash planes into each other and just laugh whereas watchdogs yeah. is it's very rigid the mm. illusion of watchdogs stops working if the ai stop playing along so i, I, I don't really i'd be interested th- to check it out but it's just i don't know i think it's less like gta online as in the way that you can kind of mess about in the world and more like the act just the heists and the, and the strict missions that you can set for it like yeah. just yeah, the like way that, that the heists worked out was it any so it's like kind of like a payday vibe true yeah 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 gta yeah. vibe it has I mean, it also seems to play a bit more like Payday than GTA, than GTA as well, yeah. It's, it's such a shame, because Watch Dogs 2 was one of my favourite games of that year, and Watch Dogs Legion just isn't a scratch on it, not even close. I knew from, because I, I did a remote preview event for Watch Dogs Legion, which was a, a tale in itself, mm-hmm. but I knew from then it was like, this doesn't, this doesn't, and I think the problem is, while their their plays anyone character uh, their plays any character tech is amazing, it completely undercuts the story because all the voices and stuff are just like plug in a pronoun in order to fit. Like there's mm-hmm. no actual character development. Whereas Marcus Holloway is like a character that is so g- a character that was the protagonist in an open world game that you can still name. That is like the litmus yeah. test for being a successful character. Yeah, I mean Watch Dogs too. Like I feel like I get a lot of people. I always see people talking badly of Watch Dogs 2 and the more I, talk, I see Watch Dogs Legion it reminds me of how much Watch Dogs 2 was really good yeah it's great it's a great game like, Watch Dogs like, 1's a bit shit but Watch Dogs 2 was like tremendous I just remembered it was Danny didn't like Watch Dogs 2 it was speak I... up you clown <laughs> yeah I, I played <laughs> it hackers loves the police <laughs> yeah that's me no I just I, I kind of missed the boat on like Watch Dogs 1 and 2 looked really nice and I got it on PC and I, I played like 4 or 5 hours of it and I just kind of like couldn't get to grips with it because it felt so frustrating to me like mm. in stealth missions etc where you would kind of like annoy one guard slightly and then 50 of them would like yeah. descend upon you with like rifles and 
you know, heavy weaponry. And, shit. and there, there was no true. way to like redeem yourself and like get back to the stealth bit. Like once you kind of like alerted one person who was mm-hmm. miles away from the rest of the the enemies, that was it. There were there, is- you just had to like shoot your way out. Like even in the tutorial when I was learning how to play the game and what to do, I accidentally annoyed somebody and then I couldn't like get back into stealth mode. It was just yeah. like, right, you got to shoot yeah. your way out with a pistol. Br- break well, Hit- well, Hitman 3 kind of also has that. But the thing about Hitman 3 is that you've got a very easy quick save, quick load functionality, yeah. which isn't really, isn't really pushed in games like Watch Dogs. But you know what? Yeah, I, I just like the, I think the rest of the game in general just in- encapsulated me and the way the story worked out and all the missions just, I really enjoyed it. And I, I played it exactly like you, Daniel. Like I skipped Watch Dogs. I, I played 20 minutes of Watch Dogs. I thought it was absolutely terrible. Uh, and I just played Watch Dogs 2 late and... And got it, and I just think it was. I also just like games set in in cities that aren't like yeah New York. It's, it's a really and, nice San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, like really, San really, is just a really, really cool authentic city. town. Um, moving on. Uh, this week is a big anniversary week. Yeah, is it is of course big Zelda week. Uh, it is Zelda week. I feel like I get, I get Zelda, Pokemon, and like <laughs> no Pokemon's and a, and next a, week. Zelda's the twenty first. Pokemon's okay. the twenty seventh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well, very clear just release at different times you you weird Nintendo yeah let's go bastards. back in time 35 years and 25 years respectively and get that sorted out and, and before zelda week they decided to do a big zelda announcement for some reason uh because of, there was a nintendo <laughs> yeah well an announcement an announcement there was a nintendo direct which yeah I'm, I just usually get the headlines for. I, I I'm really bad for not watching Nintendo Directs. I feel like everyone else in my feed watches them, and I just always ignore them. Well, it's been 500 plus days since the last actual Nintendo Direct. Um, I feel like you could have put it in your calendar, you know. Yeah, I have no idea why they decided that this warranted an entire direct. But I don't know why they called it a direct because it instantly the expectations were sky high. People mm-hmm. thought this was going to be Bayonetta. People thought this was going to be Metroid. And then, in reality, what it was, was a very average Direct with probably the biggest fart of a Zelda announcement at the end you could possibly have. That's <laughs> true. Like, if, Beautiful. If, it's like they chose specifically the worst possible Zelda announcement they could make. And they, te- just, they teed it up with Anuma coming out and everyone thinking, okay, finally, Breath of the Wild 2 news. I mean, it's, it's the Zelda anniversary. They have to do something to talk about the sequel to this 7 out of 10 and then he basically just goes sorry there will be news later this year by the way here's Skyward Sword like that is hilarious like you could you could not come up with a funnier announcement than that yeah yeah it was uh, when I felt like is that a joke is that actually what happened but yeah yeah it is what happened also Mario Golf though so best Mario Golf looks made. so good oh come on Mario <laughs> Golf looks amazing and the only thing I'm worried about is I love the the Mario Tennis on GameCube or Wii, but the one on Switch is terrible. So if they do the same to golf, I will be very, very sad. Very sad indeed. That's true. Um, they also announced um, Mario items in Animal Crossing. I'm not an Animal Crossing nerd. Does this does this tickle you at all, Harry? I mean, it kind of just adds on to the general mood of Animal Crossing right now, which is like the kind of dissatisfaction with how updates and content has been added to Among Us, uh, Among Us uh, Animal Crossing in general. Yeah. Because um, you get these additions and cosmetics, but I think people, uh, Among Us, I keep saying Among Us because Animal, Animal Crossing and Among Us, I just usually combine so much. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing has had, like, I play Animal Crossing very, very casually. I am not one of those players that, you know, has like an absolute palace island with like, meticulous pl- plants and pathways and fountains yeah. like mm. 
Um, is that you, Danny? I, Are you a big Animal Crossing, like, homes under the hammer, grand designs type person? Um, a little bit, yeah. I think I'm a little bit more active in it than Harry, but I, I didn't go, like, super hard like everyone else did when it came out in, like, the first lockdown and everyone was like, I'm just going to play Animal Crossing for 10,000 hours and then mm-hmm. put it down by July. Like, I, I played it as it was intended to be played and it's more of, like, a ritualistic thing for me now in that I, like, pick it up in the morning for, like, 15 minutes and I do the same thing. I run to my shops and I run around the town to, like, pick up weeds and fucking water the plants and then I close yeah. it. It's like a little... It's like a mobile Chores. <laughs> yeah. I, I pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Having my morning tea and, like, doing a little bit of, of running around on the island, a bit of maintenance, and that's all I do. It's not really a game to me anymore, um, mm-hmm. but I still turn it on when there's, like, events and stuff, but I, I don't know. It's like an actual game. I don't really know what the kind of lifespan of it is. Well, that's what we what we kept trying to batter to our kind of friends and people that we follow who are just going, just who just seem to get obsessed, like a, a capital O obsessed, like ten, day and night with this game. Yeah. And that means, of course, the people, the, that huge fan base is going to be upset that there's not always constantly events and, and content and updates. Mm. But really, it, how, how I, I remember it from previous titles was like, when an event happened, it was like, holy fuck there's something happening like yeah. in animal cross in my in my little town like it was like your minute town had like a parade coming through and it was like an actual event um, it's, it's kind of similar to this is this is a very niche re- well it's not niche reference it's a reference to one of the most popular games in the world but it would be niche to our audience fifa so um <laughs> basically they have these events in fifa called promos where they'll release uh, a new set of like 12 cards with special stats and it'll be like halloween themed cards so it'll be players that have like spooky names and it'll be like winter themed <laughs> cards in fifa what? yeah they, it, it, it used to be called ultimate scream very good very very funny um but in previous years there would be one every month and then before that it used to be one every two months now there's basically a promo a week so there's there's absolutely there's nothing special about it at all and they're mm. getting to the stage why where by halfway through the year every card is like 99 rated so there's basically there, there's there's nothing to get excited about whereas i feel like something another kind of live game um warzone are pretty good about spacing out their big changes so that yeah when something comes in like rebirth island it pure uh, reinvigorated me wanting to play it and i've put like 300 hours into just rebirth island i feel like these games as a service get a bit too like trigger happy with their new content like they constantly have to and i suppose they constantly have to keep users engaged so they do actually have to do this but yeah it, just, it is it, it's a fine art to to get to try and release something at the exact point where people might be wanting to put it down it is yeah. a double-edged sword because I, I find this with uh with like animal crossing and i find it with with apex legends as well is that like these games as a service are trying to accommodate for like every type of player so if there isn't enough content those hyper engaged like daily players are going to be like there's not enough content but then the more casual players that are logging on like once or twice a week and are trying to grind these massive battle passes and you know get every item in a particular promotion or event are kind of like losing out on stuff and i think the more you lose out on stuff the less motivated you are to like compete at all like, I'm finding that with Apex, where like There's... I'm doing the battle pass and I'm just like not motivated to unlock anything now because I know that I'm not going to get to the end because I can't play it every single day anymore. It's also the kind of the problem that a lot of games have with how they listen to the audience, which is there are different groups of people and one of them are extremely loud and extremely angry and they're making forum posts and they're saying change this, change that, change yeah. this, whereas the the kind of silent majority 
are usually fine with those things and like it like that. Um, it's definitely a problem with games like Dead by Daylight, where there's you know it's to do with metas and perk changes, and there's and there's a massively huge ranges of toxic players who play every day and every hour, who are like, no, change this, change this. We want content of this, and instead of they, so they work on finicky little things instead of working on large content updates that the general fan place, the general player base would actually appreciate. It's kind of like you, they also have to take things from mobile games mobile business because they also have a similar yeah. deal with having to do daily content and keeping attentiveness it's very much built from that <clears throat> it's, it, it seems like we're heading towards a world where console games will want to link to your phone to send you push notifications to come back on and do your dailies like it's oh God. um yeah the, the like another moment when it broke for me was i used to be super into fortnite and when i was i played it from like the start of battle royale and got the first like 10 to 15 seasons worth of battle passes and then at some point i was busy and missed one and nothing and i was just like oh well i never have to get these again because i don't have the full set anymore like it's just yeah yeah it it is very punishing i can't imagine what it's like for people whose lives are not dedicated to covering video games like it must be such a different experience to play these games where they constantly have to be on their shit like no wonder a lot of people that have like a lot going on still pure love single player games where they can just drop in play 15 minutes and then come back to the exact same spot where i just if you drop in three months later to one of these games it's like what what am i even doing what am i playing why is the map changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that there's a, there's also the deal of skill levels and matchmaking yeah. and everyone's so much better than me why am i getting killed in the first two seconds like that's like that's that's definitely a problem with fps games as well but yeah it does feel like if you if you're not up with it, you feel a bit kind of lost and confused with what's going on, and like you kind of you kind of walking into someone else's house and during a party, and you're not sure what the hell's going on or who everyone is. Yeah, like imagine buying Animal Crossing today as opposed to uh, like at lunch. Like that's such a different experience. Is that well, such a different I, experience I now? Better. I don't. I think I don't it's know. better. Like, no, that's you, what that's buy, what I'm saying. Like, if you buy Animal Crossing today, then you miss you you miss the the huge twenty twenty start of lockdown hype that it has which mm-hmm. i think might be better to understand what the game should be mm-hmm. it's a game that it's a ritualistic game danny plays it perfectly we pick it up you play a bit you put it down instead of feeling like like danny you, you i remember you mentioning being like i feel like so pressured to you'll be part of the stock market and get my get my houses maxed out yeah because and- everyone was going wild and just like putting so many hours into it because we were in this situation where like everyone was in lockdown no one was at work people were just mad hyped about it but they weren't playing it as it was supposed to be played and everyone just kind of dropped off by the time i was like i've paid off my first loan hello and everyone's yeah. like now nah, we finished it complete it mate obviously people can play things how they want to play it but yeah, like course, we're just yeah. saying that that's good the the frustration that happens is because of that kind of play style um it's not it's not it wasn't really how do i phrase this it, games are designed with a certain player in mind and designed to be played a certain way Obviously, players can play however they really like, but I think the intended vision from the developers um, are, is to play it a little more chill gradually over a long period of time. Yeah, it's um, like I have a friend that just bought a Switch and just got into Animal Crossing and they're just like vibing and they've been playing it for like a month or two and they still have their little open island, like paying off their first bridge, like still getting all the villagers in. But like two months mm-hmm. into like launch Animal Crossing, people had like these huge sprawling islands because they'd put so much time and effort into them 
and yeah. he's like am i doing it wrong like everyone's got a massive island and i'm like no you're not you're doing it perfectly everyone else is wrong <laughs> you're not cheat you're not time traveling yeah. yeah i did a, yeah. i did a thing around my birthday which is like end of june time where i got um the the 97 bills of games the most famous twitch team in the world to show me their <laughs> islands because they were pure on animal crossing and it just they had these big elaborate like themes to certain areas of the island and this whole like ecosystem and it's very impressive but it's just it's it's not a game that kind of it's just not a game that does anything for me um it's just i i will say that like it's a game like stodgy valley which is put in the same kind of ballpark as animal crossing does a better job i think at cultivating player base than animal crossing has especially with multiplayer because it has a cracking multiplayer mode stodgy valley whereas nintendo quite famously now have horrific online multiplayer and i think <laughs> alma crossing new horizons is their worst like yet they somehow it's... beat pokemon which is almost impossible because it is like trying to play tony hawk's pro skater 4 on ps2 life uh, ps2 <laughs> ethernet is so bad um speaking of internet games they also are doing a splatoon 3 for 2022 so maybe they'll have fixed it by then maybe Maybe. I mean, I feel like Splatoon had a better job. I feel like that worked as an online. I mean, that's very online multiplayer, yeah. and I feel like that worked better. I didn't remember that seeing much hate, seeing much hate or problems. Well, with that. that is I mean, when they introduced like having to use the mobile app for voice chat, so there was that whole. Oh yeah. Isn't there already like a ton of? I mean, like Fortnite's on the Switch, which is a pretty multiplayer heavy game. Overwatch yeah. is on the Switch. Imagine trying to like play Overwatch comp and like the internet. I'd be like playing it with glaucoma. Like I can't imagine how bloody that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh overwatch 2 i forgot that existed no it doesn't it doesn't overwatch 2 is never coming out people need to give up i i feel the same way i feel the same way i cannot believe like i see overwatch and it's like here's what overwatch 2 car- here's what mccree looks like in overwatch 2 here's what widowmaker looks like in overwatch 2 and like you can't convince me that overwatch 2 exists no. it's no. so weird that overwatch <laughs> 2 exists am i wrong like it's it's, it's just, weird how long why, ago they announced it and how little they have had to say about it. They sh- it this should have been the thing where, where it's like they announced it at BlizzCon and it's so BlizzCon was like last weekend or whatever, so February. They're like, okay, it's out in June. Like it had to be that quick because since then the whole Overwatch community have just been like, so what, what are we meant to do? You've already said you're not working on any more vanilla Overwatch stuff. So do we just like play something else? And it seems like most of them have just left to another game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if they're, they're going to be playing full price for what looks like not that different of a game. I mean, Overwatch still works really well mm-hmm. as a very good game. It's a very good current game. Like I still jump over Overwatch every now and then and jump into it. It's still very fun, and I just find it bizarre that they are making a sequel instead of. I don't know. I guess they maybe want to try and breathe more life into it, but I think it's a weird, strange, strange yeah. choice. And the last, the last kind of bit of news is that. On, on next week's podcast we will hopefully have something interesting to say about whatever they're going to announce for pokemon's anniversary although the zelda anniversary mm. did not make me more excited <laughs> for what they're going to do for that um the the assumption is it's going to be diamond and pedal remakes for the switch and like a few other wee bits and pieces but obviously we'll see that next week harry do you want to tell us some of your favorite things that are up on overlord.co.uk uh, right now hell yeah we kind of talked about the Night Bethel interview at the start. We by kind of I mean ex- a lot with URLs. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very good interview. It's it's mu- it's a much better interview than we should be putting out at this stage. So we deserve more credit for it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, we've we've kind of peaked. Yes. it's all downhill from there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I interviewed Mike Bethel, who's a who's a game director at Bethel Games, who made Thomas Was Alone, and they made like Volume and Substance of a Circular, 
And we talked a little bit about Thomas Was Alone, which just came out on Switch as a new port. Uh, and we also talked about loads of other stuff, like how their their timeline of work and how he jumps from project to project. And we also had extensively talked about how he'd want to make a Star Trek game, which I, I asked him to elaborate on loads because I found it quite mm-hmm. interesting because I agree with him completely that Star Trek games are now... There's two genres of Star Trek games. There's, there's Star Trek game, which is like your spaceships and there's an intergalactic network and you're all... It's spaceship stuff. Yeah, it's like it, net, spaceship as a as a conglomerate business, and the other option is like weird action game. Almost like I think there's there's a lot of old Star Trek games that are quite action based, FPS like. Mm. Um, but Star Trek, if anyone's seen Star Trek, is a lot of just a lot of chatting, a lot of weird still still people in uniforms just chatting. D- Danny, um, should we go while Harry just recounts the entire interview, or should we tell people to go and actually <laughs> watch it at overload.co.uk? I've already tuned out. Well, I'll, I'll I'll skip ahead because another video is I talk about in-game radio stations that's out now yep. on the YouTube channel for everyone. Uh, I love that video, honestly. It's a good video. Um, thank you. I, I've it's soft spot for me. I like radio. I do podcasts. Case in point, uh, and I talked a lot about GTA radio stations, Fallout radio stations, and how they mm. meld with the game medium quite. Nicely. If, if that's if that sounds uh, good, you could have actually seen that video a whole day and a half early if you're a, a supporter <laughs> on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/overload. O v e r l o d e. We should probably <laughs> it is l o d e. Clear that yeah. up. Um, but and, yeah, uh, Werewolf Apocalypse Earthblood. It's awful. Um, it's a. Uh, it's <laughs> I don't know why, but I played it through in one setting. Uh, go and read my review, and I'm we we filmed a, a quick play for it, but it's in bits. So I'm going to try and Frankenstein it together, much in the same way that they Frankenstein a video game together and stick it on YouTube <laughs> as like a rough cuts. The the the, the, the B, I might just put, maybe we'll just put it up for patrons and just be like here, here's a wee, here's a wee special B side of when Harry <laughs> lost his audio. Um, <laughs> well, listen, right? I mean, honestly, February was rough yeah. for games. Why did we launch an outlet in February? <laughs> like Werewolf Apocalypse Earthblood. That's one of the biggest hits of the oh, month. Oh no, I, j- I just knew that was going to be shit, and I re- and I had it for a month for some reason, so I really wanted to play it. Um, can we transition from bad games to a very good game, as in okay. my game, Danny? Jordan's going to play a game with Danny, us. Danny, Harry, uh, welcome to the name of the game: Abba pending, oh Abba legal challenge pending. So, the way this is going to work is I'm going to read out clues uh, to the name of a game. After each clue, you each get one guess. You just say stop, and that's you buzzing in. If you guess, you can't guess again until the next clue. Is that clear? Yes. Yes, yes Okay. Daddy. First clue. This game was released on the 16th of September, 2003. Oh, I hope someone says stop. That'd be fucking amazing. Harry was not alive. <laughs> I guess I was. <laughs> Uh, no, no idea. No, I mean, I fl- n- no flutters? Okay. It was developed by Radical Entertainment. Oh. Ooh. I don't recognise that studio name. I've got a game in my head from for 2003, um, but... Do you, want a, studio, do you want a flutter? So. Do you want a flutter? What the hell's a flutter? I, I guess. Comment. Okay, you could okay. use your actual English uh, words. Let us know at home how quickly you got this, uh, dear listener. No, no guesses? Shall I move on? I have no, no idea. The PlayStation 2 version has 78 on Metacritic. The PlayStation 2 version? Version? Yeah. It means, it's a, it means multi-platform 2003. Danny, you should be getting this more than me. I was three years old, for fuck's sake. Stop. Yep. <gasps> Wait, fuck. 
Is it The Simpsons Hit and Run? <laughs> That's the name of the game. Congratulations. No way. Holy shit. No way. <laughs> You're joking me. No, that was like the, the first the, guess. I was going to make the oh. rest of the clues are it's an open world action adventure. Here's a quote from a review by Alex Navarro. The game's overall sense of humour is delightfully self-referential and any hardcore blank enthusiast should have a blast exploring the various levels and pointing out the numerous obscure locations and characters that pop up. And the last clue... Describing the game as an, as an open world action adventure is so <laughs> funny The to last me. clue was it's based on the longest running animated series of all time. So <laughs> that would have probably given away. You said PS2 and that was like... My my brain went to that game for the yeah. PS2. It could have been any PS2, 2003 PS2. Well done. I know, but like, so okay, many. it's 1-0 to I, Danny. I, I fucking... Right, yeah. I, I tweeted about Simpsons Hit and Run at the weekend because I was thinking about playing it. So. I did play that, by the way. I actually know what it is. Don't worry. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Danny absolutely stomped me. Um, that's going to be us for this week. I've been Harry Mitchell. You can follow me at Harry is late. I've been Jordan Medler. You can follow me at Jordan Medler. M I D L E R. And I've been Danny Alpatis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Bruella Deville. Terrible, terrible. Change your, change <laughs> your Twitter name. I will change it eventually. I just need any bullying into it. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to follow the feed if you're on Spotify or rate on iTunes. Check out our website at overload.co.uk and also give us a follow on Twitter at overloaduk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.